Good evening and welcome to November Foxtrot. Evening all. Tonight with Josh from uh, Gunman Airsoft. Hi, Josh. Good evening, sir. Hello, are you all right? Not too bad. How are Good you? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, now I've got me Vin. Cool. Hi, David, in the, the chat. Bottom, I'm down the bottom of the garden. <laughs> like a Poddington P. <laughs> that was an awesome, awesome TV series that definitely didn't, didn't get enough credit. <laughs> evening, gents. Mm. Lovely, yeah. Hi, Wayne, Rage, Mark. A few of them join in. The, the regulars coming in thick and fast. Gaz is definitely watching tonight. He's, pro he's promised me from his new flat. He's, he's going to be watching and listening in, so I'm expecting to see him pop in and chat <laughs> any minute. Yeah, I don't know why my phone decided to do that before we come on air. With that that uh, yeah. <laughs> conversation we was having, Josh, prior about my charging handle being missing, my phone decided to dictate it all in text and then send it to Mike. So there we go. That's one of the reasons <laughs> I left my phone down the bottom of the garden. <laughs> I've left it as far away from me as possible. <laughs> Gremlins in the phone again. There we go. Yeah. Uh, hi, James. And hi, Les. Evening. I'll tell you what, we might as well, we might as well get started if you like. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Crack on. We've obviously got loads to talk about. So, uh, Josh, hello. Welcome. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, Josh, give yep. us a, give us a bit of an introduction to you, what you do, who you are. Uh, <clears throat> so, well, my name's Josh. Uh, I've uh, been running airsoft for nearly twenty years now. Uh, I started in two thousand and two. Um, I've been trying to um, push um, more LARP and role play elements to airsoft uh, right from the very start. Really, that was my my ground roots, my grassroots for running around rubber swords, whacking each other. And then we found toy guns and they were even better. And so we were nice. shooting each other and whacking each other with rubber swords at the same time in the woods. Doesn't get any better than that, really. Um, Governor Airsoft was uh, uh, the first, really, business that uh, I'd ever had of this kind. Um, and to be fair, it was, it was so easy. It was such an easy thing to get into. Airsoft was... We, everybody got it when they turned up, you know, in that in those that early days. I mean, the airsoft would have been going for about 10 years before I got involved. Um, it was just a case of finding a location, grabbing all your gear, turning up, charge a bit of money, and off you go. Uh, we had our first site, which was Tuddenham in uh, Suffolk. Um, we then had another mm. site in Norwich, which, you know, business expanded. It turned into a proper business then. Uh, I was able to make a living from it. Um, and it's grown from there. Film Sim came along around 2006 uh, after we were running World War II games and a load of other games. Um, the biggest question really was Mil what was Milsim? And rather than try to explain what Milsim was, we just thought we'd come up with our own thing, uh, beat Film Sim, and, but make sure that the role-playing elements were in there. And we expanded from there. Um, from then on, we've, I think anybody who's heard of Gum and Airsoft knows that we run a lot of events. Uh, as well as open days, um, and we get as involved in the community as we can. Um, the lots and lots of wicked sites have opened up all over the UK, which is wonderful to see. Um, and it's just a shame that I'm so busy I don't get a chance to go and have a look at any of them anymore. Uh, but there was a time when I would say 50% of the events I ran were at other people's sites. You know, I'd hire them off them, and I go and use their amazing venues. For them. But yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. And here we are now, nearly 20 years on. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, you must be doing something right, mate, for 20 years of it. So, yeah, congratulations to you on that one. No, thank you very much. No, it's wonderful. It's been an absolute... It has been the best best uh, experience of my life, absolutely. By having kids, on, I suppose. Got to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah you've got a shoe on that. Yeah. 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 Hi, everyone in the chat that's just joined. So, Nick, Andy, Marcus, Terry... Jay's, oh, evening, Nick. Jay's, yeah. Jay's Andy's just late said, again, uh, Andy. That name needs yeah. to be noted down on the register. Late again. Tardiness, Jay said yes mate. to the more LARP and roleplay. Absolutely, um, yes. Why hell's not? yeah. Well done, Jay. <laughs> We've got Tim and Les as well. Um, so, John... Oh, my no. internet. My internet goes every once in a while. Um, you mentioned about film sim and mill sim. So what, what would you say are the differences between the two? Uh, the... From a game perspective, probably nothing. You're still running around with a toy gun shooting each other. Um, it's more that the narrative and the story of film sim is what is supposed to create uh, the experience, whereas um, a mill sim is very much still has a can have a narrative, but is trying to give a military experience. So you know, guys who have been in the army and uh, passing that experience of being in the army on. What a real operation is like, uh, you know. It, that's that's not something that I could do because it, it wasn't something I had any knowledge of. I was uh, I'm not a military person, so uh, film sim really did, did ticked all the boxes. Um, after Band of Brothers was a, such an amazing TV series, and Saving Private Ryan <clears throat> actually was mm. one of the things that made uh, everyone look um, and well, especially with World War Two. Um, uh, airsofting, uh, what it could be. It wasn't a themed event, it was the event. Um, and from there, historically, you know, historical based events started sprouting up everywhere. Um, Combat South were already running their NAM game. Um, we just took the concept and film simmed it. Uh, we took uh, Cold War as an example, 1990s. I mean, there's so many genres that we've done. Um, so, what's the difference? Probably nothing. Uh, other than a narrative, and we go quite heavy on role play, but then so Milson would say, yeah, we, we you know we have role players and we go quite. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge element to any event, really. If you're doing a, a weekend um, uh, film sim or Milson, if you like, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think if the word event is, is used, there's normally an element of role play somewhere in there, anyway. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Even though the days of the old slobber knockers and like the town assaults. There was still role play elements involved, um, you know, 36 hour long non stop slobber. I was, I used to, it would kill me, but I, I'd have loads of fun doing it. And I'd be mm, pushed absolutely. To, to be fair, uh, that was almost more of a, a milsome experience because I was so tired at the end of it. <laughs> uh, I thought running events was tiring, but taking part in a 36 hour was a monster. Um, I suspect it was, yeah. I was also involved in, in running crew and stuff for. Uh, some of the early tier ones, and that was a, a fantastic experience because the guys that were running that were tree. It was ended up pulling their uh, hair out. A lot of the people that took part weren't necessarily looking for that experience that they were offering, but we had a huge amount of fun supporting their games, uh, and it also opened my eyes to a lot of things. You know, to to the way mill sims operate. Up to then, I hadn't mm -hmm. really been on a mill sim. I, so I crewed one and I got an idea of what they're all about. Um, I think 
one of the hard things for Milsim is that it just can't, I can't identify itself because so many people have got an opinion on what it is. And that's right, it should be like that. That's airsoft. Yeah, it's very individual, isn't it? It's, it's what you take out of an event is, you know, it's, it's personal to you. Yeah, you hear guys going, so and so site's a bit rubbish. And then you look, look at them and go, but they got so many guys that love it. So it's not rubbish, is it? You're just not your cup of tea. Mm, um, exactly. That, I think exactly that's the wonderful thing about it. It, it is so, uh, has such an expanse to it. Uh, and there's so many different narratives that can take place. Um, brilliant. Ticks all mm, the boxes. Good stuff. So within Gunman then, Josh, um, obviously um, Gunman is the whole, as the company, you know, the empire, if you like. And then obviously you've got the Octo we'll 8. That. Now, is, is that is that purely, is the Octo 8 purely your event side of Gunman, as in like um, your film sims and your mill sim sort of type thing? Where did Octo 8, like the name Octo 8 come from? Where did, the, where did you sort of spawn it from? So Octo 8 uh, is, Octo 8 being an eight-hour experience you get eight hours in the field for an experience so octo mm -hmm. which is eight eight so 88 whatever however you want to manufacture it that's how the name has come came around um, cool, the concept of octo eight uh is another branch of airsoft it's another thing that we we do like cold war and vietnam are very very different even though they're film sims octo eight is very very different it has a brainchild it has uh uh, something which is very unique, which I personally am not involved in that element. Uh, there are other people, there's more than two Octo 8 than just, just myself, uh, mm -hmm. that produce constant online evolving story. Uh, I can't even keep up with it. And I'm not a player, I'm one of the event organisers, and I can't keep up with it because it's just so big. It's amazing, this incredible energy that goes into it. Um, by, by the time you turn up, uh, any NPC, which is a non-playing character, which is a, a crew member, everyone already has some idea of them, who they are, what they're all about, because the story's unfolded for them. They've already seen it. Now, one of the programs that we use is Armour, because uh, it has a combat... Yeah, I've seen that, some of the images. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, there was even a news thing that we used for a bit, which was just it made me die. I am going to tell you that news. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was some woman telling you the news going on. It was technology that, you know, no one else would be using it. We thought, well, you know, we'd give it a go. I mean, it was great through the lockdown and that to keep the story going and to keep sort of people engaged with it. Now. It was fantastic, you know. And then obviously to introduce like the podcast part of it, of explaining the event in a, via a podcast media, yeah. is um, that was brilliant. There, you know, really there is, good. There's, there's, there's no other game that I've experienced like it. That doesn't mean that there aren't other games like it, but there's nothing I've experienced like it. Uh, and the amount of story and depth that goes into it just means that there there is so much people can grab hold of. Um, when mm. someone buys in Airsoft at an event, I, I want everyone to feel that death. It's not just, oh, I'll get shot, go back to regen. Uh, it should be something a bit more than that. Oh, God, we've lost. Yeah, we've lost. We've lost Tommy. What are we going to do? Oh, no, not old Tommy. Whereas, <laughs> uh, you know, when you get shot, get up and go back to a regen, there's no, there's no uh, drama. It's just all over. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, we take, yeah, yeah. So, October 8, 88, at two eight-hour sessions. Sometimes it gets a bit cut, a bit short, depending on the light and what have you. We make every effort to get started early and make sure we get our eight hours in. Um, mm -hmm. Also, on a Sunday, some of the guys are so hung out by three o'clock because they've been going, you know, full on on one day and then full on the second day. Um the social element of it has always been very important. Obviously, very hard to do right now with, with COVID. 
But in the past, we would have everybody coming together, having a barbecue and talking and having a beer and chatting about the game. And, and by getting to know each other and build the community up, it would just mean that there, there were less problems, less uh, elements that could go wrong. Uh, we all know how flawed Airsoft is. I'm going to bore people with the long, long list and tell everyone how to suck eggs. There's no point. We all know. So mm, if, you can yeah. if you can breach half of these or all of them, by making everyone mates before they start or during the game, um, you know, that's, that, that helps. It helps Absolutely, give a perfect mate, yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, Operation Scimitar is coming up. What what can we expect? Go on. Let's give some little sneaky peeks. <laughs> I can't tell you nothing. <laughs> yeah, you ain't getting um, nothing from me, Gav. <laughs> well... The, the site the site itself is fantastic. The, the guys at Falcon have done a huge amount of effort during lockdown. The place looks incredible. Um, there is a, a, a few places that we're going to uh, be challenged with, which are going to be new, having transporting guys from one side of the site to another through a small gap, which is going to be kind of a, a no, no shooting gap. Uh, so we're going to be having to really sort of push guys That's to get plan into out the spirit water, of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were you going to sit on the main gate and just shoot as they came through? You lot face that way. We'll face that way. Um, yeah, three, two, one, go. Um, it's 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 another part on the ongoing story to bad, the Battle of the Moan story, our very first story, which was set in Moldistan, a, a made yuppie country, uh, you know, slapped in the middle of, between Russia and Ukraine. It, it was, this, this was very much a very different story a very very different directions going um some of its um sort of foundation came from a game that we used to run called silent war which was all about pmcs um and there um it was like you went into uh, a johannesburg uh pmc um uh, office opened up a folder and you were reading through all the jobs they'd done and then we go in the field and that job was what you were what you were living and experiencing you were creating the job if you like so uh, all, all of Octo, especially Bad to the Bone, most certainly sort of has come from uh, a, a real uh, flavour of um, PMC, pri private securities, the good old drags, which could never go wrong. Yeah, we've had so much. There was one event we had dough balls coming out of people's noses. They were snorting so much, uh, so much of the, the good quality <laughs> flour. Uh, but the, literally, they're... <laughs> I'm so completely wired on this stuff, man. So he, I think the the element is bad of the bone, Operation Scimitar. It's another page. It's another episode, an ongoing story. And that's that's all I can tell you. I can't tell you a lot more because I can't give out too much intel, I'm afraid. No, going to be amazing. Fine. That's fine. going to be amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Jay, Jay, just ask if you're going to Scimitar Lance. We, we both are. I, I'm yeah, going to be there too. The whole, the whole team. We've, I think yeah, we nearly got a full house for this one, haven't we, Mike? From yeah, we're all going to be on PMC. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, all, all you all you rest of Tizit and all of that lot, yeah, watch out. Yeah, watch yourselves. Hard and trained. Their soft is coming right I like out the there. fact they haven't got a chance <laughs> to represent. <laughs> of course. So, uh yeah, uh, Tim Brown said Mason on vacation. Soon, yeah, Mason so. be there in his battle bus. Yeah, 
getting his head <laughs> down this four poster. Yeah. I was cheating at it. I think it should be banned. It should be a law at um, new uh, Octo 8 events. No, uh, no holiday home in, no camper van in. <laughs> You're out in the dirt with the rest of us. Well, I'll have your ca- <laughs> <I'll have laughs> caravan down if that, ca- if that counts as anything. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Jade's apparently NPCing, so cannot wait. So that should be awesome. Should be good. I know we've got six characters, so that's not that's not just crew. That's six identifiable characters in the game, which is the most we've ever had before. Where each one okay. is a character that can which is great. Obviously, we game. experienced that at Tuddenham, where we come across a guy through the woods when he like a farmer and that just like yeah. there's corn and bits and bobs like that. It's just like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't mind me, lads. Don't mind me. I uh, yes, good old. <laughs> The, the magic of Vern and his many, his multicolored uh, dream coat is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. The amount, yeah, the yeah, amount cool. of energy that that man has is endless. Uh, <laughs> just to just give fair representation, uh, Wayne, Wayne has said Tizzit will be victorious. So there we go. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're not, we're not, Thanks, we're not fully PNC supported, but you are going to lose. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Andy Bob has oh, jumped dear. on. So, where do we find future events on the Gunman page, or is it? Was it there or and an Octo page or, or where? Where where no, did you find your events? We we've now moved um Octo and all the films and events to filmsim.co.uk. Uh, it it will it'll get more and more populated. I'm not going to lie, we've had a very, very hard <laughs> time of this the last twelve months. Uh and although yeah, um, it has been incredibly hard, I, I have seized the moment to spend a lot of time with my family, and that has meant I've not I took my eye off the ball on many occasions. Well, there was no point, was there? I sat in my house for three months, twiddling my thumbs. There was nothing <laughs> yeah. I could do. So, um, but the, the website ha- is now live. Events are starting to be posted on there. There will be huge amounts of information uh, that will get posted on there. We have got a Gumman Airsoft forum, which, although it, it is an I, I, you know, a archaic um, machine. I'm actually still a great fan of forums because you can post something up, leave it there, and everyone can see it. They don't even need to log in. They can read it and get their information. Because a lot of people don't want to log in. They don't want to make up a, you know, make a guest, uh, make a, a an account or anything. Mm, mm. So I'm still a great fan of uh, fan of those. So Gummon Airsoft itself is still the central um, hub. Uh, it is the thing that provides all of us with everything that we need. But FilmSim uh, has now got the ability to stand on its own two legs. It's got enough, I'm going to call them products, but I, I don't really like that word. But they are. We've got enough products, enough different kind of events to allow it to stand up on its own two feet um, and, and, and and be able to provide us with uh, its own own flavour. So, yeah, that, that will be where to go. It will be filmsim.co.uk for all things Octo and all the other sort of retro games that we do. Uh, we also do a lot of events with other people. Um, we have people come along and say, look, I've got this idea for an event. I really want to run it. Uh, will you run it for me? Um, absolutely. You know, we'll we'll deal with the tickets. We'll deal with all that. We make sure that there's a nice kickback to the writer for the game. Uh, and then we'll produce it. So we're producers. We're producers of events as much as we are directors of our own events. Um, also, um, our sites are always for hire. They always have been and always will be to other third parties that want to run events because when I started out, it was almost impossible to get a site anywhere to run anything. Um, mm. And I've done a, I did do a, lot of, a lot of hard work. You sometimes go to a site and say, look, can I hire your site off? You're not using it this weekend. They go, well, yeah, two and a half grand. You're like, no, all right, don't worry about it. 
because they'd be wanting <laughs> the money that they would turn over on an open day. Um, yeah. We need to be able to not just make a profit, but we want to spend loads and loads of money. One thing that uh, Govern's always been well known for is its um, investment. We invest all the time in events, mainly because I'm a massive child and I can't help it. Uh, and if I've, I've got an opportunity to spend on okay, something new and shiny, I will. Um, and, you know, obviously, that goes in the field. If I was a better businessman, you know, a bit more of a Scrooge, you never got nothing. But, um, yeah, we can't help it. We were very lucky. We were just about to buy two quad bikes and two buggies just before the November lockdown. And I was just about to sign it off. We lost more money in November than we lost in the whole of the first lockdown because we just sold all these tickets. Um, and I'm sure we're not in the same. We're we're not on our own here. Um, our, all the community have been amazing, looking after all of the sites with all the pre-booked yeah. tickets and stuff. So yeah, just keep all the money, move it on somewhere else. We've hardly had any refunds, and most of the refunds, as guys, just really can't make it at all. Uh, and that community spirit has been uh, uh, not just for for Gammon, for all of us, has been amazing boost to know that you know we're so so well supported and looked after yeah absolutely i mean with that in mind then josh i mean obviously we've got shimmer coming up um i mean covid's been a huge headache for everyone uh you know the concerns and risks and that the people have had about uh, letting events open and across the entertainment sector not just in airsoft but every place i mean what sort of um uh procedures that have you got in place obviously for an event coming up if you don't mind me asking that to sort of what, which is sort well, of to the, safeguard yourselves no, and no, safeguard no. the guests and that I, I think um, I think it's important that this topic is discussed and talked about. Um, knowing how many people you can have to, uh, a game, when, and how can you manage the social element of it? Everybody who's uh, run a game now during this time knows that the safe zone is the only place of danger. <clears throat> when they're out in the field, it's fine. That's when they come back and they want to, you know, hug and slap, clap hands and stuff, and you know, tell each other what a great game they've had. That That's the danger zone. That's the problem. We did yeah, uh, sure. a month's worth of training in June. We couldn't open in June last year, but we could, I mean, we look into July. <clears throat> but we did a month of training. And at that time, we realised that we were not going to be able to operate at one metre. So when the two metre came up, we thought, right, OK, we, we'll trial this again. We did more training. And we realised that, you know, every site could operate with two metres with uh, either limited numbers or... Um, just making sure that there was no social element in the evening. I've always been about guys coming on a Friday, camping over, having a beer and a barbecue, shooting all day Saturday, and then doing rinse and repeat Saturday night or go home. Or they can stay both nights and just shoot one day. I don't really care. The, the idea of having so, the social element. People work so hard in that old machine that we were all caught up in. It's one of the things that COVID has woken us all up to. Is we were stuck in a machine. We are just going round and round and round and round. And people needed a break they needed just to switch off mm, um absolutely that's one of the yeah. things that you know a weekend away could provide they could just come away it was you know the same price as two day tickets free camping uh they could bring mm. a, a fireball with them and have a fire um they could have with their mates have a beer and just chill out under, under the stars it was wonderful um so camping and the safe zone is the key one um operation scimitar is just a rinse and repeat of what we did at tadnam We've got yep. little tiny orange cones. Each each party can't be any more than six in a party. And they, the camps need to be three metres apart. They can't mingle. Uh, they can't get up. They can talk to each other. Of course they can. But uh, we can't have the groups, the bubbles mingling when they are not inside the game, gaming area. 
which is a nice big open area. Uh, Falkland's excellent. It's got uh, nearly an acre of area for us to camp in. I don't oh, think wow. there's a lot of there is there's not everybody camping either. There's a lot of guys that aren't camping that are going to just go and get a hotel, which is you know I, I stayed in a hotel uh, last month because I was on a, a, a film set doing some film work, and it was very well organised inside mm, the premier mm. inns and what have you. Yeah, it was very well organised. Uh, That's good um, to hear. And fairness, all fairness, most of the retailers have got shut were making huge amounts of effort and spent loads and loads of money um so i think it, going back none of us have forgotten first of all what to do we haven't forgotten it <clears throat> and secondly we don't want this to happen again and again and again that's easy I, isn't it? nobody I, does I, mate, do they no i think we're in for a good two years of wearing face masks and having precautions and i think and i agree with it um i'm not a uh, I'm not somebody who would pressure the vaccinations. I've been vaccinated once, I've got my second, and it does give me a huge amount of confidence. What it doesn't do is it doesn't switch me off to the situation no, right. outside. But instead of walking into a petrol station and wanting to put violence on somebody for not wearing a face mask, coughing and spluttering everywhere when I'm in there, and the staff are in there, uh, I'll go in there now, not petrified, and just think, well, what a plonker rather than mm. uh you know get angry about it because i was i was getting angry every time i went to a petrol station i'm sure i'm not the only one here either we're all making absolutely yeah if you're making the effort to do it but then you see somebody these silly masks not bothered. And stuff and trying yeah, to make you as protected as possible so all in it together and that's what you must be if you go to any airsoft site all in it together you wear your face mask you wear it when you arrive um you wear your full face mask or whatever is appropriate when you go out into the field and when you come back in, you put it back on again. When you sit around your camp, you can take it off. When you're in your bubble mm. of six, you're you're fine. Le yep. Legally, you're fine. I think we just need to make sure that we stick to every legal element that we can um, and look after each other. Um, Absolutely. I, Mike. I, I never want, I never wanted it. I was petrified of getting it. Not because I thought I'd, di I'd die, but in 2019, uh, I was telling Mike about this the other day. There yeah. I am with my five kids and my wife, and we never left the front room for 10 days. We were so poorly with the flu. Um, and I just, we probably got it from school or whatever, you know, at school mm -hmm. to finish. We got picked up a cold from school. And um, yeah, I just, I never want to be that ill again. Uh, I was literally laying on a couch looking at the kids that were a bit hungry. Oh, I'll crawl <laughs> my way to the kitchen and get you biscuits. That's all you're having, kids, biscuits. We ate biscuit <laughs> for like a, a week. Yeah. Water, water. I love it. But I don't want to. I don't Chucking get MREs at them, just like, just, just do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm MRE. hungry. I'm bloody not giving my kids MREs, mate. They're never going to bed. But the, um, <laughs> I think another thing, another thing this is highlighted um, was when I used to sit in the container at Eversley doing registration. And somebody would come in and be like, <laughs> I'm full of flu, I feel like crap. And they'd be signing in and cosplaying. I accepted that it was just a thing. I think as a nation, we just, we're turning to dirty bastards. We all just accepted that when you're ill, it's okay to go cough and splutter everybody. I mm. probably did it myself. Oh, God, don't, don't go too, too close to me. I've, got, I've all flued up. And what this is, has, uh, has shown us is how nice it is to not be poorly, how nice it is to have a period of time where you haven't got a cold, 
You know, yeah, we've still sure. got bloody hay fever to deal with. Haven't got tummy bugs. You know, with five kids of sparing at age. Oh, we've had everything. Uh, every time a kid goes to school, they come back with something, you know. I mean, anybody who says uh, schools aren't a vector for COVID is mad as a balloon. If it's, yeah, if it's a vector right. for your cold, uh, it's a vector for anything that's an illness. It's madness. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I think going forward, uh, none of us want to be ill anymore. So hopefully everyone will look after themselves and take every precaution that's required. Yeah. I mean, by the sounds of that, then, Josh, I mean, you guys, I mean, obviously you've done you've done training um, to, to cover events and things like that and dealing with, like, obviously the the amount of people you're going to have at an event. I mean, I've not heard of other companies doing that. So, I mean, I mean um, credit to you and your staff, mate, for, um, for for taking the initiative on that one. That's, you know, that's no, bang on, really. Thank you. We're not, we're, not, we're not the only ones. There are a, a conglomerate of um, businesses that we talk all the time. We got on the blow to each other and support, mm. look after each other. We're not part of some special secret group or anything like that. It's not a, it's not, it's not some kind <laughs> well, of... It's, off <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's just a bunch of guys that make a living from this that need to protect themselves. You know, yeah, exactly we don't, we don't, yeah, sure. um, we're not. It's, it's, it's a full time job for us. This is all we do, um, and so we've got a lot in common, and that's. I think that's the important thing. We've got a lot in common, um, and we want to make sure that we can carry on rocking and rolling. And more importantly, we're not the ones that get a finger pointed at us uh, and blamed for anything. You know, I would just be a hypocrite if I'm sat here yabbering away and then we go to a weekend and I've got people licking each other and just as much as they might want to do it it's just going to be something they have to wait until May the 17th and then yeah. you can lick each other all the like roll on <laughs> nothing to do with me then Josh just staying on the same just staying on the same thread um, when we were speaking earlier in the week you were you, you had some thoughts on the whole government stance on uh, airsoft as a sport I don't I don't want to spend too long on this because I'm conscious that you know, we, we want to talk about Octo and the, the amazing work you do with that. Um, but I'd be interested to just sort of share your thoughts on that with the with the podcast, because it was quite interesting when you were talking to me earlier. Yeah, sure. Um, it, it, it was really something that stood out was just how important a governing body for Airsoft would be. But a governing body would, at this point wouldn't work because there's too many businesses, including my own, where I don't need a governing body until COVID came along. And my goodness, how much how much usefulness would having a governing body be? Uh, and in short, my idea or my thoughts of for governing body would be that it would be a fully independent thing that each site would pay a small amount of money to every year and, get, uh, and pay for somebody to be a full-time employee. And what they do is they spend their time going to the Houses of Commons. I wouldn't want to go there, not, not unless I've got a dozen eggs to throw at everybody. Um, goes goes to the Houses of Commons, uh, deals with anything that we need, helps us sort out insurance, helps us with risk assessments, helps us with everything that we need, helps us with getting a car park laid, gets us, you know, tells us where the best place to get a digger from. All these things that small sites have got no idea about, they really want to get, they'll get their money's worth. And I'm not talking about it being a company. It's because one company paying, I don't know, 100 quid a year, uh, I've got four, five, four sites, five sites. So every site would have to, each site would pay its contribution. Um, mm. And that money would be used to pay for somebody. You then have a, maybe a committee of five to seven people who are, make sure that, that person is supported and looked after. And if that person decides to leave or is a load of rubbish and they need to be got rid of, uh, the, next, the next employee that comes along is, is chosen wisely. Uh, independent, 
a bit of knowledge of airsoft would be wonderful but somebody that's utterly independent not tied to any company i think it was one of the failings of yukara was that it was constantly tied to companies people that were already in the industry were at the same time trying to operate operate it uh yeah yukapu as well i think this um governing body would be able to help all three of them help uh, the sites the retailers and the players and that's what this person would would be paid to do you know would the money come from the players doesn't need to does it because we're the ones who are taking the money from the players if we're really that bothered we can put a pound on all our tickets so that that money is earmarked for our, our governing body our special person that's out there to represent us the other beautiful thing of having a governing body and being registered as a sport is the government won't touch us again because we're a sport. They can't touch us. Uh, we are already legislated. We're already sorted. We're already rocking and rolling. So there's a very powerful tool. Let's have a look and let's see what happens. Let's see if that is something that uh, a whole bunch of uh, uh, incredible and imaginative people whose my ego the same, our egos rule the day, rule our our fields for all our airsoft games let's see if we can try and make something work independent is the only way it would work it wouldn't work mm. if anybody else tried to do it because there's no financial investment for them already involved in it so, um, yeah that's my thoughts but it would be so a very useful then, Josh, um so it, obviously with airsoft being recognized as a sport then would that and then obviously enable site owners to sort of broaden their horizons a bit more as to when it came down to events and the sort of things they could do like bringing in new I, elements I, I, to a, to an event that they're running. Let, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about councils. Let's talk about planning. Let's talk about the help that we would all get from having a governing body that would come wading into the councils when they are being very very difficult or um, not not helping. Um, there was a time when all supposed to be approved uh straight from you know we walked in right okay this is your planning application brilliant let's have a good look at this um and then you go from there not right show me why i should give you planning problem with planning is you get yeses and noes in planning offices offices that's that's what you get if you get a yes you're lucky if you get a no you're not then there's a bureaucracy of planning that you have to deal with which is the 16 other people that have got to see the document and have got to say on it um the councils were advised i think it was during blair's blair's time that we needed to get people from uh, urban environments out to the rural areas taking part in activities airsoft has one of the most awesome um tools tools which is the computer game industry uh, the computer game industry, you're sitting there drinking your full fat Coke and eating your pizza and putting on a stone a week. And then all of a sudden you can go and do that live and you mm. can run around with a toy gun and you can take part in it. There's so many things that are, are a benefit to us that we really should be keying in on. Uh, and I think a governing body most certainly be able to help with all of those things. Planning is a big one. I'm, I've had slobber knockers with planning since I started. You know, I've lost most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be honest, <laughs> I've lost most of them. But I mean, it, it must be frustrating though to um, have ideas that you want to bring into a game and that, and then just to have it completely kiboshed by um, by planning and that. And it's there's you know, I think, there's no I think the big one really reasoning is that we're for it. Bespoke. We're, we're bespoke. 
you know, Airsoft's only really now started to be talking about good old Hazel Bleas and her uh, her weaponizing of Airsoft. Did do us a bit of a favor, but it meant people had heard of it before uh, <laughs> and started to make you know make make find out what is Airsoft all about. What is this cool? Run around with toy guns, shooting plastic pellets at each other. It sounds incredible. Um, and so you know, we, we just need to um, be focused on that. Really focused on that. That going forward we could all be a lot more united. Um, you know, the divide on social media is just such a disappointment to all of us when all we want is for everybody to turn up and have a good time. Um, what I learned quite recently, actually, that um, you, can't, you can't expect everybody to like each other as much as you like them all. I love everybody. I love people. I love all the different flavours of people that you get. Um, I mean, you can shove your Nazi up your ass, but I love most people. <laughs> and and so uh, to suddenly find that people didn't like each other for like five years whilst taking fire in my events was such a... Really? Oh, my God. I thought you loved each other. I had no idea. The amount of times I made you two sit in a bunker together, if I'd known I wouldn't have done it kind of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that that i think is uh a, another thing you know we, we by, by being a bit more united stopping this um constant harassing of each other uh, mm, absolutely not yet let each other be where they want to be and go and enjoy themselves you know this is possibly the most liberal time we've ever known so uh mm. let's go be crazy liberals <laughs> that'll do it I haven't got exactly. a clue, mate. Uh, I have. I, I'd love to know, Patrick. I really would. I have no idea. What I do know about uh, the continent is that the most airsoft sites don't don't pay anything for their sites because the sites themselves are owned by the government, and they allow them to have them for free to take part in activities. So I have no idea. I looked at going to France. I also looked at. I've got uh, a lot of friends in Belgium and the Netherlands and what have you. Holland and I, I looked at going to all these places to bring a uh, government and film some experience and it just wasn't financially viable um whether they've got governing bodies or anything like that over there I don't know I'm sorry I can't answer that one yeah sorry about that I just realized I was muted as well I was just saying this this podcast is becoming <laughs> quite sophisticated this evening um and then yet yeah, forgot to actually turn my mic on so that completely kiboshed that statement <laughs> Oh, blimey. Let me, have, um, let me have a couple more of these. I can unsophisticate it quite quickly. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, as let, let's, let's, let's mix it up a little bit, questioning-wise. Like, and So, as a site owner, what's like the best and worst moment that you've ever sort of experienced at any of your events? Well, like a head-in-head -head moment, we're talking. Yeah. yeah the, my look, my best, best moment is when we have a great weekend. I, can't, I don't have a single one moment because I've had so many. I've been so lucky with uh with the events that we've run worst moments um i can honestly say the only thing that sinks my heart more than anything on a game is take your hitch your effing offer i think if especially when you know when guys don't know each other and they turn up and they start shooting at each other there, there's a lack of trust 
and airsoft is all about trust we need to trust each other right from the very from the word go when guys come away from a game they're a site they've never been to and loads of guys have gone and all come away gone that was the best there was no no complaints no problems nothing. it's because somehow everyone just trusted each other there was no no lack of trust once the trust is is given then the the guys that just can't quite bring themselves to play the clean game stand out like sore thumbs but when you're running around trying to be everywhere when some you got somebody screaming and shouting it doesn't help uh we we, we basically uh most government sites if you start effing and jaying at somebody you'll, you'll go home uh and you start pushing and shoving each other like children uh you know in a school ground uh then you'll go home and we'll just say look maybe give it six months because you, you obviously got um something going on for you to behave like that or you shouldn't be here at all you know airsoft isn't it's possibly not for you um so yeah i think that's probably my worst I've got loads of classics. One of the one of my greatest fears was turning up at an event with the wrong stuff loaded in a van. So you know, I'd turn up at a Viking role play game with a load of Vietnam stuff because I thought it was a Vietnam game. But that, that's <laughs> pretty close to happening. Um, there was there was a time not so long ago where I was running. Uh, I was fifty two weekends a year, running a multiples of games and writing multiple games. And I, I you know went bonkers. I was manic for about five years. But the um, uh, yeah, I would say that was that was probably that's probably the the worst thing. I mean, we've had people hurt themselves, which is pretty horrible. Uh, we've had guys pushing and shoving each other and being a bit silly. Um, but I, I would say at one of my games, that, that with me being there, uh, or a gun and airsoft game, I think uh, for all of us, it's the one thing that makes us sad. It's, you know, oh mm. god, it's it's that negative thing we're going to have to go and deal with now. Nobody likes dealing with. Um, negative things. We want to just be positive all the time and have loads of fun with everybody else. So mm. yeah, there you mm. go. That's the answer. Fair play. Just gonna um, just gonna jump in the chat for a second because this made me properly laugh. So obviously we were at the we were at your last Tuddenham event, um, and it was great fun. But there was mm -hmm. obviously there well, was that was our slight... first event, wasn't it? For with, it was uh, it was our first proper October. So event. I, I went in there completely unbiased and not knowing what to expect, and I come away from there. Yeah. The... Huge smile on my face. It was very yeah. good. Well, this is why we're coming back. So uh, you know. Well, obviously, yeah. And it was quite good. It was the first. Um, it was the first event back after the first lockdown, and was Octo Eight. And it's the first event back after the second lockdown, or whatever lockdown this is. The tenth is lockdown. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm now seventy. Don't think for one minute. Don't think for one minute. I don't shit myself every time we come out of lockdown. I can say that now because we've come out of lockdown more than once. I do. Yeah. I, I do. I, I really, I get really worried and concerned. I don't want things mm. to go wrong. I want a smooth, I want a smooth run. I want everyone to come along and just have a good time. And it's just one of those things we're going to have to deal with for the next couple of months yeah. is just making sure that we all keep tight. That's yeah. it, mate. Exactly. One, you know, one of the things at the Tumblr event that proper ladies chuckle those, because obviously you guys were reacting to sort of feedback and stuff. And there was obviously a slight concern from some of the players about sort of, um, uh, full auto fire and stuff like that. So I think <laughs> at a certain point it switched to a uh, semi only. Um, and Marcus has just put in the, the no full auto, so that was fine. Um, then obviously we had, a number, we had a number of LMGs in the in the game, um, so they were allowed to full auto, but obviously just like three second burst or whatever. Um, so it was literally, you know, people you shoot someone because I, I run an LMG, so I shot someone. <laughs> they, they shout at you, no full auto. Then I have to shout back, no, it's an LMG, and then they go, okay, hit. <laughs> Yeah. Fine, I'll take that hit from the LMG. Thank you. Good night. You see, you see what you got right there. What you got right there is the trust problem. 
just look after yourself, worry about yourself, worry about what you're doing. Don't worry about what others are doing. If they are doing something that's wrong, they will stand out. There'll be teammates that will look at somebody and go, oh, you shouldn't be full auto with that. Um, to be fair, 90, literally 90% of Gum and Airsoft is single shot only. Um, there, We do have full auto, areas of full auto at some of the sites, but it's one of the things that uh, gives us a bit of a brand identification. You know, we give you extra gherkins in your burger. It's you don't you're not uh, you're coming along for an airsoft experience. Uh, you want to run around. You want to play gun gun games. Um, full auto twenty years ago didn't hurt half as much as it does now. You know, twenty years ago we were running around with three hundred fps Tokyo um that would wobble all over the place, but somehow always hit exactly on the target. And then upgrades came out. Classic Army started making guns at three three forty. Um, I know that um, the guys at Fireball um, that had the UK SGB, which was kind of a, a governing body concept, had the 328 rule. Uh, and I agreed with the 328 because when you got shot close range, you didn't bleed everywhere. And one of the things about having guns sort of uh, over 350, it's not, it's not about being macho and I can take the pain. It's that if you bleed, you have to leave the field. You're not having fun anymore. You're not playing airsoft because you've got to go and sort it out. You can't have claret all over the place. Um and it also puts pressure on the guys that are running the first aid. You know, you've got to deal with another person who's got a, a bleed because they've been shot in the arm or in the cheek or something like that, and he's bleeding. So, yeah, are, you know, trust. It's all they need yeah, to yeah. do. No, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, that, I, I that, wasn't, that wasn't a criticism in any way. I, I just, you know, I just wanted no, to make that. It was comical. More than anything, it was the comedy value. Trade. Yeah, the fact you had to have a little chat about it, and then, all oh, right, okay, uh, I'll dive in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas for, well, for that's smooth it. running would have just been hit, I fall over, and I trust the fact that it was an LMG. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that was one of the other things I was going to mention as well. I know, like, oh, back. Back. Uh, yeah. hello, Mike, welcome back. Hello. No, one of the other things I was going to mention is obviously you. I know at the event, um, it wasn't like a discouraged thing, but obviously you were sort of trying to get people rather than just shout hit. You know, actually act out being injured. Oh, I, was, I was all um, over that. I was. So that that was amazing. That was, that was, me, yeah. Christ, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember being, I remember being at a town assault years ago. Um, it was at Copil, one of Ian's last ones, sadly. And I was there, and there were all the Irish Rover. There must have been there was hundreds of them. The amount of Murphys and Patricks that were running around. I was so confused. They were literally shouting, Patrick, Patrick, where are you? <laughs> it was madness. <laughs> anyway, I got shot and role played it. I fell over, rolling around on the floor. I was like, oh, God, I've been shot. And this guy came running over. He went, are you all right, mate? I went, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm role playing. He just went, you prick. <laughs> I thought you were really hurt. You prick. And then he ran off. <laughs> but there is, you, you need to sort of monitor your role play. Don't make it too realistic. But at the same time, put something across. <laughs> But it it, uh, it does give it gives it gives the yeah, it was great it gives um uh it gives a narrative uh we change grenades from kills to wounds that films him so that when a grenade went off there'd be four or five guys all lying on the floor like oh god medic we need help medic and uh, as you walk through where your grenade went off you know your five pound grenade you're like bloody hell this is amazing I've look all these yeah. bodies and look how much fun they're having all laying on the floor being dead. Oh, do you know what? I want to die now because I want to have loads of fun being dead. 
it's <laughs> it's to encourage the narrative and make the game work in your in your favour. Absolutely, yeah. that's fair play. Cool, nice. Go full Shakespearean. Uh, yeah, but it's it, 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 it gets to the point don't, where don't you die to... and you think, I, "I think I can do that death better. Can I just do that again? Just, better, yeah. Do you mind? Can I have a read? Yeah. 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 Just get up, shoot me again, shoot me again. You, you go back there. You, you go back over there. I remember where you were. You stood there. I'm going to go back to the doorway. <laughs> and go. No, please don't do that. Please, please don't ever do that. I might have to do it once now. Now you've now now you've now you've, you've uh, set a challenge. Don't don't never say don't do that. <laughs> oh God. Like, Climax of the I event. The end of the Sunday. Come out. I know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Josh, we've um obviously um Octo eight the events and that. I mean, it, it, is there a uh, is there a lifespan of the uh, of the Scimitar series of events? Is there anything in the in the pipeline coming up that we could be uh, looking out for? Yeah, like a new storyline or a new yeah, concept. Yeah, hundred percent. We've already started talking. One of the things that uh, another thing I got from LARP more than anything else is. It, Everything needs an end, and it needs a nice, good end, a clean end, so that the next story that you do, the next event that you do, is new and fresh, and everybody can get excited about it. Um, mm. One of the wonderful things about Airsoft is all the kit carries over to the next game, so you haven't got to go, oh, God, now I need to go out and buy a whole new load of kit. But, yes, we've already talked, discussed a new storyline. It might take uh, another couple of years. I don't think Bad to the Bone's anywhere near done yet. Um, in fact, I would say that with the crew and the story and the characters we've got, we've only just got coming, really. You know, we're sort of uh, right, yeah. X amount, yeah, X amount of events in. But it doesn't mean that it won't come to an end and a new storyline will be started. Um, it gives us, as writers as well, you don't get sat, you don't get stale. Um, he says as he runs, like, episode 39 of Cold War Red Mist. But, but <laughs> in my defence... <laughs> Inside those 39 episodes of Cold War, <coughs> we have zippity zapped all over the world and we've done lots of different stories. So it's not, mm. it's just a uh, red mist of, of the number of events we've done, not necessarily where the narrative is. We are just about to finish our narrative for, for Cold War Red Mist. Um, end game is uh, end of May, uh, 1980s. And then we start our new one, Dragon Rising, coming into the later, later part of the year. So that'll be uh, wow. a new part of the world, new story, new 1980s story. So looking forward to that as well. Cool. Loads to look out for this year then from uh, from Octo 8 and the like mill sim, film sim events coming up sort of thing. Yeah, I, th I think uh, Gummon's basically got an enormous amount of pent-up sperm to put out there into the field. Uh, it needs to happen sooner rather than later because we've got so many events that we wanted to run, so many things that we wanted to do. So we are. It might feel like a bit of a spaff everywhere, but we are. We want to be um, as um, um, mobily operational as possible. We want to be all over the country, really, running running sites up north. Um, it is something that we've tried doing in the past: is to go and run northern events because we've got so many customers in the north that come. They travel for hours and hours to get to where we are. That's the thing, isn't um, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it, it's all about getting a friendly site operator wink wink any friendly site operators out there that are up, up in the north that have got a good <laughs> 65 acre site or something that we could make use of for for one of our games we'll, we'll throw you some money and we'll come and run a game up there uh, that's that's always been very you know 
the North's always been a tough nut to crack because the sites are so um, uh, far apart and, you know, that'd be wonderful. Hey, uh, yes, please. Uh, yeah, we just, need, we, just need, we just need sites. That's all we need. And then we can run stuff. Cool. So, nice. um, Jade's asked, what's the difference between the bad to the bones and Octo 8? Uh, well, Octo 8 is the, is the, the concept. The game concept, Bad to the Bone, is an episode of Octo 8. So beforehand, wow. we had the Moldestan story. Bad, Bad to the Bone is the new story. Uh, think of it as, um, you know, separate seasons. Season one was in Moldestan. There has been a little bit of story that's been carried over from story from season one into season two. Bad to the Bone is season two. Uh, like a good old film simmy kind of thing. We like to refer to things as producers, directors and because uh, that is what we're doing at the end of the day. We're directing our, our events. We're producing them. We're writing them. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Sadly, we don't get an, we don't get any edit. What, what you get is what you get. Um, it, is, it is what it is. <laughs> it really is, yeah. Um, but that also, that's, you know, so that, that's the difference. The difference is Octo 8 is a, um, like Cold War is a game. And uh, it has many seasons. In it, like Cold War, like Vietnam. Vietnam has many seasons, many different stories. The stories normally only last about three episodes um, in Vietnam. You know, have three three games that are consecutive in their storyline, and then we we'll go somewhere completely different period of time um, and and start something completely new. That's one of the things I think is very enjoyable. Actually, is the every game has its own IP. It's got its own way of play. It's all got the basic rules, the basic same thing, but everything's got its own flavour. Um, some, some of the games are like Vietnam and 1990s are real steel, with 30 rounds in a mag. Um, World War II games are 300 loaded in mags, unless they're an SOE game, in which case they're 30 rounds in a mag. Uh, and the real steel element really does enhance. It stops the guys who just want to turn up with a high cap and spray all day. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just that game isn't for them. Um, is to try and make sure that everything is all the, all the right people are at the right game. I think that is our that is our marketing um, for all airsoft uh, companies and all airsoft sites is to to get the right people to their games. Mm. Definitely. So we had a question from Dom come in. It said, "If you had to start from the beginning again, would you?" I I have reinvented myself twice. So yes, I absolutely would. I've got, I've not been able to find any other job that I love as much as this one. And I can see myself traveling the long journey into retirement. Um, if I make it that far, uh, lockdown, wine, bad cheese, you know, anything could happen. Um, but I would like to think that I'll make the journey all, all the way. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I still think I've got something to offer. I think well, the, the moment I don't have anything to offer, I'll just move over and let someone else do it. You know, somebody else has got more beans than I have, um, which isn't hard at the minute. I'm, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all out of beans. I've aged. I've aged about five years in a year. Yeah, I think we all have, mate. To be fair. Um, so, so Josh, Joyce, going back to your um. To do that here. With your with your sort of story series, then I mean, is there any considerations to doing anything that's a little bit sort of ad hoc, off the cuff, not so much sort of mainstream as in like um, 
your, your normal blue four up four sides or your PMCs or anything you'd sort of ever consider doing, maybe like sort of like a an apocalyptic or even sort of going down the lines of like a, a COVID or Brexit type event that some sort of scenario has got a backstory to it in, in, in that sort of respect at all? Or do you sort of want to sign stick okay. to something that's Co- sort of... COVID and Brexit, uh, I have absolutely no interest in running anything to do with COVID and Brexit at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so n- not really, no, not for me. It's not, not a topic. It, it's like running uh, Afghanistan, modern Afghanistan games, when we had guys, players serving in Afghanistan at the time. I, I just found it a little bit... Um, I, I just it wasn't comfortable, so I didn't do it. What? Uh, quite happy to quite happy to do a nineteen eighties Afghanistan Russians versus uh, Mujahideen, but I'm not I'm not uh, uh, if it's a bit too close to to the bone, I'll try to avoid it. Um, but I've done a lot of stuff in the past, which I'd love to repeat again uh, when the mall was about. Um, what a great side that was! We did Rainbow Six experience uh, where you had four four teams each one representing a country, part of Rainbow Six. Um, it was in the early days of them all, so you had all four, three levels, and the escalator worked. And we uh, we, we made it the JFK airport. And the opening scene, for all the guys that were there, they will remember this, the opening scene was the takedown. So it wasn't even the start of the game yet. It was the guys that were playing the baddies got to take down to the JFK airport, shoot security. Uh, they had a whole load of stuff. They needed to be anybody who's seen Die Hard, the idea of running along and putting down a machine, big machine gun placement here and there. They literally had an mm-hmm. hour to take down and get all their stuff. Uh, then all the guys that were Rainbow Six went off. Uh, that were all the, the guys walking around as um, tourists or staff. Um, they then went and got changed into their Rainbow Six gear. They then had a briefing. Uh, with a, a Rainbow Six Commander, which was a lot of fun to do. Um, we tried to do it just like the computer game, even had a few glitches here and there. And then once uh, everyone was fully briefed, they went to their starting locations and the operation started. They had 30 rounds in a mag, so it was all real still. Um, and it was incredible. And we blew up JFK, oh. the, the baddies won. Um, we, we did the entire site from top to bottom the first time. Then we did a reset to going to the next three layers of JFK airport. And the idea was the Rainbow Six had to get to the bottom and defuse the bomb, which sadly they, they they failed to do. So it went bang and that was the end of JFK airport. There you go. Um, boom, boom. <laughs> but, yeah. So that was something very, very different. Silent War was very different as well. Mm. Um, that was a real experience having guys asking, can I go over the border to go and do some um, um, intel gathering? And having to wait for emails on their laptop from Johannesburg, where you know we just have like linked laptops, and somebody was just replying yeah. back, uh, "I've got to wait one." Okay, I'm now talking to the government, Ukraine government. Um, I've, you know, you just have to wait. And the guys were poised in the game, you know, a very sort of crucial moment where they needed to go waiting for a yes, and they got the yes. And they went in, they got their photographs of uh, an exchange taking place. Um, there was there was an amazing experience. I would say that's probably the most milsim experience I've, I've ever run. If right. uh, I had any knowledge of what what Milsim was, if I you know if I had any military experience, but that was an incredible experience. That was a lot of fun. That was really good. Nice, nice. Uh, just a comments in the in the chat there from Jade. Obviously, like a post apocalyptic or something like that along them lines, maybe like you know like a Mad Maxi sort of event, perhaps. That yeah, we've be, done. Uh, we've done very yeah, interesting. 
we um we've got airsoft wise i've done um apocalyptic uh in the past i got together with my man gadge um and uh evo we put together uh, something that was based on threads they did an incredible amount of effort for that game it was very well received and it was a large amount of work for them um i just turned up and set the site really uh and they thoroughly enjoyed it but i think we just got so busy with other events that it, it didn't you know we did a couple and it didn't go any further than that um but it was an amazing experience to work with the boys on that um mm. <clears throat> gulag was um an airsoft game that uh we've ditched the airsoft now giving it over to ilarp which is one of our other companies to be a full larp experience um i've i mean uh, b- back in the day the old games that used to come out metro um and most certainly um stalker i've got a huge amount of uh, love for those kind of games um and i i, I potentially love to do something like that in the future um, we've got guys that uh, in, in the role-playing community that run Airsoft um, Vault games um, based on the, the, um, the, the computer game, um, and they do an incredible job. Their effort is second to none. I mean, I couldn't come close to what they do. They spend all year putting together this incredible experience for everybody, and then everyone turns up. So I suppose, in a way, there's a lot of things already going on that are potentially better than what I could do. So why do it when why not just promote them and get people to go to what they're doing because it's, it's you know I, I, don't, I haven't got the time to do something like that i do love apocalyptic i'm not gonna mm. lie you can fudge the hell out of it if you haven't got an answer <laughs> something you can apocalyptic it uh, yeah. it's because of the apocalypse it's apocalyptic apocalypticized it, it. I'd love to do a zombie event at some point again. I did one a while oh, ago. Do you know what? I'm a massive fan of zombie films and survival films and dire straits of of zombie apocalypse and uh, and things like that. Do you know what I mean? I, and I'd love to do uh, take part in an well, event. We did a, we did a Resident Evil experience. Awesome. Um, we did a couple of Resident Evil experiences, which were amazing fun to do. Uh, mm. We had GameStation come along. They pulled in a guy from Sony who's now moved on to greater things, my boy Will. Um, and... That was an incredible experience. Um, Game Station were all over it. Um, in fact, we started making quite a lot of headway with um, headway. Sorry, with Game Station, with the idea of using their um, licensing for films and what having computer games and then running them live. Uh, but they got okay. bought out by Game, and Game wasn't quite Game wasn't quite as uh, accessible at the time. And I haven't, I've never gone back. I've not gone back to Game to ask, uh, would you like to pick up where Game Station left off? Uh, but the it, it all comes down to anything like that comes down to the guy in charge and the guy in charge was amazing. He was, you know, really into his video games. The regional manager of a game station back in the day was for East Anglia was very clued up. He was switched on and he knew he knew you could see it. He could see the possibilities uh, and he could see it all. But, you know, say that was the end of, uh, that was the end of game game station. But the, um, yeah. Sorry, I've just got to jump into this one. Awesome. Will you ever do a PUBG and just drop 60 people in their pants and run around for the weekend? <laughs> well, that's, that's what you said before COVID. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The moment we're off here, I'm on, I'm on my Xbox with my boys playing Warzone. Yeah, I'm not going to mess about here. Um, <laughs> yes. I, 
I think the uh, we've experimented uh, with with guns. Everybody giving their guns over, putting them in boxes that only they can have access to. They run around with a pistol and they have to get to it and get access to their guns. We've done zombie experiences like that for Halloween. Um, turning up to an experience where there are 50 gun supplies with 50 players who are dotted all over a 58. So they start in an hour to start with. Uh, I think a full whole weekender. You could easily do that. A full weekend. Yeah, that would, you know, you got that would be two, awesome. two hours. You could set the site out. So you've got a, yellow, a red, yellow and green banner light. And when the lights go on, you have to move away from those lights. Um, so you can make the, the arena smaller. So yeah, I think um, I think it's a great idea. Hundred percent. Uh, there's no reason why that couldn't be something that could be done. Hundred percent. We'll leave, we'll leave that in your capable hands, then, Josh. <laughs> no pressure, eh? <laughs> Les says, uh, Josh, can you drink some more so you can give some more bits away about the Octo Eight weekend coming up? Can you drink more? So yeah, sure. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! My my cavalier is nearly gone. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> yes, I can. I'm going to drop a real massive one for all those Octo fans out there. I've got a new gazebo. That's it. There you go. Oh, lovely! Yes, there was there, there was rumours yeah. heard. You know, I heard rumours, but you know, I didn't want to say anything till it was confirmed. So there we go. You heard it here first. I smashed a thousand pounds on gazebos. Uh, Bosh. God, I, yeah, God, I could think of so many other things I could put a thousand pounds on that'd be more fun. Yeah, yeah, you're not um, the only one, mate. No, I think okay. what's uh, what's really sad is that the the November game, if they hadn't closed us down in November and they'd done the two week fire break, making everyone go home during the holidays, and things mm -hmm. things are a different story. Uh, by now, we would have had two quads for that game. And that's just one of those things. The investments that we've been trying to make, we've got about a three-month clawback um, if all our you know projections are even close to being right. Uh, we've been wonderfully supported. And I'm sure we'll be supported again. I'm sure people will come along, buy, buy tickets. And you know, all the sites need the money. A lot of people have taken the 20. I took the 20 grand to, to survive, but a lot of people have taken the 20 grand and done amazing things with it on their sites. They're going, to, mm -hmm. they're going to need you to go along and pay and play on their sites so they can pay that, those loans back. You know, we're all in a very similar state there. But yeah, Octo was very close to getting your load of new toys. And I will get those toys. It just might take a bit longer now. That's all. That's fair enough, Mike. That's fair enough. Um, right. So we are coming sort of fairly close to the end of the show. If anyone's got any other questions, please whack them in the chat. Um, I'm just going to take two minutes just to talk about our little... Um, competition i say competition it's more of a giveaway that we're doing um so this is our milsim in a bag giveaway um the idea of this is, is that if you know anyone um that you want to nominate and um, that might have had basically a shit year um someone might have had some sort of particular family family difficulties or or anything basically if we're just yeah. looking for someone deserving to give all of this stuff away to um this is not in any way trying to sponsor nice. ourselves or kind of, you know, don't have to subscribe to us or anything. Literally just drop us an email uh, on our email address, which I'll just whack on the screen as well. Um, and all you got to do is just put a bit of a nomination, a bit of a spiel as to who the person is. Um, and then sort of, I think it was the end of June, we said, Lance. 
I think it's June twenty fifth. We we're going to announce. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to obviously we're, we're going to contact the person privately and and the nominee as well privately before because I mean like me and Mike have discussed. You know, some of the emails we have received have been very very difficult to read. Some of them. Yeah. Um, from some of the stories over the past sort of 13, 14 months. Um, so it's going to be tough. Um, like I said, we're, we're still getting uh, contacts now every other day, sort of thing. We're getting emails coming in. So we're, we're, plow we're plowing through the list. Um, yeah, it's going to, like I say, it's not going to be an easy job for us to sort of try and, uh, I'd love to be able to give every single person one, but uh, <laughs> that's just completely <laughs> unfeasible, unfortunately. So it's not going to be one lucky person who's going to be like, obviously, receiving all this kit. Um, I, I, think the fact, I think the fact that all these people know they're being thought about is a start. Mm, absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. What you've done so, is I mean, a lovely thing. And the fact that every, even if their name doesn't get pulled, the fact that they're being talked about and thought about is a, is yeah. a very important. My wife, sir, she's she's somebody who does counselling. Uh, right. And I think it's very, especially the mental health issues and all these kind of things. Um, it is it, The awareness of it is important, but it's also important to... Um, let them know that we're all aware. Mm. We're aware, you know. Absolutely, Mike. Really I mean, this idea. even even this this podcast sort of was sort of birthed through the through the lockdown, wasn't it, Mike? And uh, yeah. uh, it, it's been it's been great for, for bringing people together on a Friday night for chats and and getting involved with, sort of a topic that they they're all associated with and a sport that they all enjoy or hobby they enjoy. Um, and it's been a massive help for 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 me, but for, obviously for Mike as well. For we're great friends. It's good for us to stay in touch and that. And it's just it's been a real good thing to look forward to. I had to find something positive to do on the internet. Yeah, when you haven't had a great deal of things to look forward to doing, um, you know, this has been sort of like, oh yes, Friday, come on, podcast night. You know, look forward to this. Yeah. So it's a, this is a nice pick me up. So great, great obviously, effort. we 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 wouldn't have been able to do this giveaway without the guys who listen to the podcast on a Friday night or the show. Um, so a massive thank you to people who've donated to so their time, uh, in some cases their their money, and um, and obviously donated uh, and bits of kit and things like that. So you know it's been fantastic. It's been very humbling to see sort of people come together as a conglomerate and, and sort of put into this package sort of thing. So we're very very grateful for that, guys. So right, let's let's just get the last few questions in because uh, yep. I'm conscious of the time. Uh, when Nick Nick says when's booking open for the July event. Uh, bookings will be open uh, for October as soon as we've finished the last one. Um, so, yeah, it'll be normally two weeks after um, the, that scimitar, uh, the bookies will be open. Cool. Uh, for the Octo 8 game, what will be the Tizzit faction? What Sorry, what will the Tizzit faction be getting up to? I have no idea. God's <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, he's very secretive, isn't he? No, yeah, I another... absolutely don't know. Get that man another glass of Chianti quickly. Uh, for, this, for this event, I'm doing registration and making sure the toilets are clean. <laughs> 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 that, that Which are, to be fair, two know, very important know. jobs. They are very important know. jobs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ray just jumped on and said, uh, "We only, you only do it to show off your pouches, Lance. Well, the show, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. has, has any pouch been shown this evening at all? No, no, that's, that's a damned <laughs> lie, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get one to row, I can't even reach one. <laughs> uh, and Jada said, I think you need to find out in play what the tizzit are getting up to. Also, check out Octo 8 for updates. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's, that's one thing I've been 
really impressed with is your podcasts and stuff with the uh um... it has been good the information that's come through it's been really really good well received in that you know yeah uh, it's uh it's just another medium that we're um we're experimenting with and seeing what works mm, you know mm. we'll, we'll try we'll try just about anything this is new you know it's the first time i've been on a uh, a live uh live feed um so you know we, we just it's not it, it's about all of it the whole the whole concept of octo wants to be um at the front uh not necessarily even leading but just at the front something that everyone looks to and goes yeah that's something i'd like to I'd like an Octo experience. They might come along and hate it. I can't guarantee that at all. But as long as they know that we're making every effort that we can to give them a good time, at least they can go away going, well, you know, the guys did, did the best they can. Absolutely, yeah. No, definitely. Like I said, it's a, I've never seen another uh, site or anything operate a podcast to describe one of their events or, or give you sort of key information on a, on a on a fortnightly basis or whatever it is when, when, when the episode gets released. You know, brilliant. Great concept. Yeah, no, I loved it. Yeah. It's quite handy for me driving oh, into you. London every night when I work nights, and it's just like whack the old podcast on and have a little listening. <laughs> yeah, it's always good. No, cool. Thank you. Uh, just a reminder that's the website. Uh, there's a couple of guys asking in the chat. It's right there if you need it. Um, so, yeah, cool. Well, Josh, thanks ever cool. so much for coming on the show. Uh, yes, it's, it's been, been a lovely pleasure having you. Um, yeah, thank you. I definitely think- I definitely think if we um you know if we if we start going into the politics side of things again that you're Jeff genuinely coming on the show. I'm not even yeah, gonna accept yeah. to know. I want you like my who wants to be a millionaire. I just want to <laughs> ring him now, Bosh. Oh god, I'm I Josh line. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> my general knowledge is awful. No, thank you very much for having me on. I'm gonna go and have a cold kebab now. Fair play. No worries, no worries. <laughs> um, right, so if anyone wants to get in touch, you can email us at nofochat at hotmail.com. Our Instagram is November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Facebook is November's foxtrot nofo. And you can get in touch on YouTube uh, by searching November foxtrot. Um, I'll just oh, like to say did it. that's amazing because yeah, I did it properly all through. Um, all of the episodes, uh, you, all of these episodes of our, of our fo- um, November, oh, I've completely fluffed yeah, it now. November now, foxtrot so well. podcast. They can all be found on Facebook and YouTube. Um, you can also listen to it as a podcast only on pretty much most podcast devices. Um, I found out, I think it was last week or earlier this week. Yay, Mike. Um, From Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> he said it without messing up. <laughs> yeah, he did um, cock it up right at the end, though. You're a bit early, boys, yeah. on that one. <laughs> um, you can actually ask like uh, uh, like your Amazon or, or any other sort of home device to play the episode as well, which I have had great delight with, uh, much to the annoyance of my wife. Um, so, yeah, if you want to listen back, that's all available on there. Um, other than that, thanks for watching. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for having me. What's on oh, the show next, next week, week, Mike? Oh, yes, yeah, come on. Blimey. No, sorry. Yeah, oh, next week dear, we are. Dear, um, so, all oh, right. Next week, this is important actually. Next week we're going to be on at Thursday at eight um, because we're actually at the Octo event on the Friday. Um, so, obviously, please pay attention. We're not going to be streaming live on Friday, um, but we are basically discussing uh, pre-event packing tips and and the like because obviously that will be very much in the forefront of our minds, making sure that we don't forget everything. Um, it will be. I am genuinely prone to do, which is hence my name, which we can cover at another point if anyone remembers. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll be next week, Thursday at 8. So Thursday at oh. 8 next week, pre-event packing and bits and bobs. There we go. Nice one. Awesome. Lovely right. stuff. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week.
Take care, Cheer all. Up. Good night. Thanks a lot, boys. Cheers, Cheers mate. I'll see you again.